His Night Begins, Season 5, Episode 2. Abhinav paced the balcony of his palatial residence in Vrijapatana Hills, no too far from where the departed Nilesh Chetiar once lived. A cocktail in hand, he contemplated the upcoming series of events with excitement. That dog Miguel should not have crossed me, he muttered. How dare he threaten my sister's life? It wasn't too hard to pry the location of the dreaded dawn out of that stupid gun for hire, Alberto, and pass it on to the intelligence bureau via one of his moles. Abhinav downed the final drops of his cocktail and whooped at the sea located not too far from his home. The recent rains had flushed all the tannins from the nearby wetlands into the sea, turning it bloody red. He reveled in the thought that his cunning plan, akin to a crimson wave, would be the destructive force to drive the Mortifagos out for good. Once Guruji and his assistant put a bullet in Miguel's head, he would personally deal with the cartel boss's lapdogs like that arrogant prick Antonio and musclehead Alberto. He would seek new partners in Europe to furnish him with the good stuff and continue on with his plan to be the king of Indraprastha. Abhinav stopped and commanded his secretary to bring him another cocktail. Extra shot of gin this time. The cocktail arrived and he snatched it from the maid. He watched the stormy horizon in the distance and commented, King? No, I will be an emperor. The sedative in the drink began its treacherous work as soon as it hit his lips. Vinaya sat in the car, weeping as she considered sending Guruji the text. She had held back a thousand times before crafting the message. Ultimately, a powerful and inexplicable force of nature guided her hand, compelling her to reveal the knowledge to a man she believed firmly deserved to hear it. She was uncertain of what she would achieve from this. All she understood was that this was the moment to unburden herself. The message waited for her thumb. to press send she sought forgiveness from the spirit of her parents for what she was about to do especially her father who she knew would be disappointed the phone chimed she exited the current screen where the message stared at her weighing a million tons the photo gradually appeared as it downloaded onto the screen her mouth fell wide open in shock she trembled filled with an equal mix of anger and dread the message under the bloody image of paramveer and his wife read come to this coordinates alone as nas gunned the vehicle down the highway towards miguel's location guruji studied the blueprints for mine 87 which was at the southernmost end of the quarry the quarry was an hour's drive out of indraprastha city and was part of a mine that supplied valuable material that kept the construction sites in the city alive it was also identified by intelligence as a site frequented by criminal elements to organize meetings amongst the hidden mine shafts repurposed with modern amenities to cater to the vile clientele so it came as no surprise that miguel would attend the location to strengthen his local connections now that guruji and nas had killed off most of his powerful foot soldiers An unknown player with strong political connections had been supporting Miguel all along and had been instrumental in nailing Jabhim. But intelligence sources 
either lacked the knowledge or were purposely withholding information due to the unholy nature of the alliance. Naz's words, urging him to reveal the truth to his daughter, suddenly intruded upon his thoughts. What would Vinaya make of his confession? She would likely spit in his face, considering his words as an insult to her parents' memories. What benefit would such an emotional turmoil offer her already stressful life? The thoughts of his wife Rithu, who was now being looked after by a carer, thanks to the money he was being paid for secretly working for the police, also clawed at him. What would his sick wife make of this latest of many betrayals, as her body and mind deteriorated? One more insult for her to live through, merely months away from a permanent sleep. With a shake of his head, he pushed aside these troubling thoughts, focusing on the importance of the task at hand. Today, with a single decisive action, they had the chance to end the nightmare that the cartel had imposed on his beloved city. As for his personal misery, Guruji was not so sure. Vinaya sped through the traffic, heading towards the abandoned stadium that once hosted the Commonwealth Games athletic events while weighing her options. Aware of the grim fate that had befallen other law enforcement officials and those who had confronted the Mortifagos, she was certain that the cartel was intent on eliminating Parambir and his wife in the most ruthless way possible. She nearly dialed her office a few times, but every time she tried, the face of a man who was like a father to her, covered in blood, graced her mind. For some reason, her mind flashed back to the day her parents died. Paramvir was the first to bring her the news. She remembered sinking into his protective hug as she broke into a million pieces. Since then, she had been rebuilding and the man who was tied to that chair, bloodied and bruised, had helped her heal. There was an air of inevitability to her actions as the car wove through the streets she was assigned to protect. Clearly, she hadn't done a good enough job of protecting the city. If she could do one thing right and secure the release of the man who perhaps meant the most to her, she would feel blessed. She pressed her back into the car seat and took in a deep breath. She could see the disused stadium coming into view in the distance, its once beautiful facade ruined by cracked paint and grime. With tears streaming down her face, she deleted her office's phone number and pressed send on the carefully crafted message to Guruji. Abhinav's senses were so dulled by the effects of the drug that it took him a while to realize he was in the back seat of a car. His eyelids felt heavy and he struggled to open them. Was this a nightmare? He wondered. Blurred and indistinct shapes passed by the windows of the vehicle, which seemed to be traveling through a tunnel of floodlights. The noise of the wheels on the road sounded like a thunderous waterfall. The driver's head resembled a blob of black gelatinous matter expanding and contracting like a deep-sea creature propelling itself through the ocean depths. Well, Abhinav managed to say before his swollen tongue gave up. The last memory he had was of sipping his cocktail, feeling as if he was on top of the world. The car suddenly jerked to a halt and the doors opened. Spanish swear words drifted in, mingled with a cool breeze. This had to be a nightmare, he thought, as rough hands yanked him out of the vehicle. Where is he? Guruji growled at Nas as they scanned the insides of the bunker cut into the rocks. Nas shook her head with a worried look on her face. 
they emerged from the claustrophobic space into the open, greeted by a view of the mine that yawned like a gaping, cauterized wound. Distant explosions echoed from areas where work was still in progress. They spent nearly two hours prowling the original location, hoping to catch a glimpse of Miguel. When the promise failed to materialize, they began checking the bunkers in other parts of the quarry. I think this was a distraction, and we stupidly fell for it, Guruji said, kicking a rock into the depths of the opening. Shit, Nas said, looking dejected. Let's head back to the city. I have a bad feeling about this, Guruji said. And as soon as we have phone reception, I want to call Vinaya. Agreed, Nas said. Let's scoot. Guruji nervously cradled his phone as Nas drove out of the mine and onto Highway 61. Come on, come on, he urged, watching the reception bars in the corner of the screen rise up one after another. Nas gave him a nervous glance. We'll handle it, regardless of whatever trick's been played. Eyes on the road, Guruji shouted, just as his phone chimed. He eagerly read the message. I have always known you are my father. The message from Vinaya read, 